Here's another episode of the Above Average Show. It is the podcast for large families. I'm Lance Osborne, and I'm here with Bobby Earhart. What's up? Bobby, I think you and I, we should probably talk about what it's like taking our brood, taking our our, our funny farm, our, the craziness of our family, to hang out with some other people, um, usually friends. I don't know. They might be cousins or relatives or something like that. Uh, whether it's single people or maybe it's just another smaller family, that kind of thing. Somebody who just generally would maybe be overwhelmed by our presence. Because when you've got four, six, eight kids running around and you're hanging out with, you know, your cousin that you know really well and his wife and they just had a newborn baby, those people can just be totally shocked at what it's like when when you roll up to their party or maybe you're just having lunch or whatever it is. But I think it's worth talking about, you know? Definitely. So uh, the assumption is that you got invited, <laughs> right? Right. That's a good starting point. Does that happen? <laughs> yeah. Do you even get invited anymore? Do you remember when you used to hang out with the uh, the Smiths next door or, the, or whatever, and then all of a sudden you had your third or your fourth or your fifth or however many kids, and it was like, hey, we don't see them much anymore. Right. I mean, what happened? That they must have gotten busy. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. It happens, and it, in the specific situations that I'm thinking of, uh, we don't we don't blame those folks. Again, you know, I, I can't think of a better term than overwhelming for what we're talking about. And it, it's it's important to remember that even if we've got a large family now, we all started out having small families because at some point right. it was just. The woman and the man, the husband and the wife, and they had a little baby, right? And there were three in the family. You remember the old song? I don't remember that song. Really? It's, no, what, who's that? Um, uh, Schoolhouse Rock, I think. I, no, a man I'm... and a woman had a little baby. I mean, it's from the 70s. <laughs> yeah, well, you're the, the music guy. Can I? You're the music guy. Well, and also going back to the perspective thing, you know, it's all relative, right? I mean, I could be that guy who potentially doesn't, isn't readily inviting the family that has 10 kids to my house because adding their 10 to my four is maddening. You know what I mean? So, and you're right. Maddening, when we, right. When we had one, um, it was, you know, the people who had four were thinking, you know, so it's relative. It just depends on what side of the coin you're on. Uh, but I think it's there's some worthy topics to bring up and kind of figure out how that looks and how that works and what are some like goods and bads and uglies or whatever we want to call it yeah, that can yeah. come out of spending time with each other. Right. Um, not that we need to do, you know, the full-blown SWOT analysis and, you know, for you you business savvy folks, uh, that's something that I picked up a few years ago. Bobby, are you familiar with the SWOT analysis when you run a SWOT, S-W-O-T on a situation probably, or a business. If you reminded me, I would remember. Yeah, you talk yeah. about strengths and weaknesses, opportunities and opportunities threats. And threats, yeah. Yeah, so not that we need to do that on this topic or every topic, but I, I do kind of want to look at this from both sides, right? Not just the, man, here's a situation and then here's the problem with that situation or potential problem with that situation and then here's how you deal with it. I mean, because sure. that's, that's definitely one of the reasons that this... Uh, one of the reasons that this show exists, one of the things that we want to tackle is, you know, when we have hurdles, how do we jump them? How do we clear them? But at the same time, if there's a way that we can kind of uh, preach the gospel of how awesome it is to have a big family, 
you know, how, how mm-hmm. much fun it is and the vibrance that it has and just having a house full of life. Um, th- those are positive things. Maybe the outside world doesn't get that. We get that. And if we can share that mm-hmm. kind of on that one-on-one basis, you know, in a situation like this where you're hanging out with single people or smaller families or whatever, um, yeah. you know, that might make somebody else consider, Hey, you know, we've only got two kids. We talked about stopping. We talked about quote unquote being done at this point in the game, but yeah. we see the Earhart's man, their fourth kid is just such a cutie. And can you imagine what if so forth and so on? Right. Sure. You know, um, so, yeah, so let's sure. look at it from both sides. Um, Sarah, my wife, anytime we roll up and there's a specific couple that I'm thinking of right now that are really good friends of ours. And unfortunately it's kind of like what you said earlier. We really don't see them as much as we used to. She calls it taking over the party and it doesn't have to be a literal birthday party or Christmas party or whatever, right. but it could be a, Hey, we're just popping by. We're running an errand. We're out. But she calls it taking over the party. Um, because if you've got not somebody, bringing the party, Sometimes it is bringing the party. That would be the positive side, probably. You know, if there is a party that needs to be brought in, we can definitely help with that. But, uh, you know, sometimes it is taking over the party. If, you know, there's a little baby and they're having the first birthday party and we roll in with our crew. um, The last thing that we want to do is steal the spotlight. We don't want to have we don't want to have one of our kids freak out. We've got to console them and take them out. You know what I'm saying? All that stuff that comes along with it. How do we avoid that? You know, it is that taking over the party effect, you know? So that's one of the challenges. Yeah. So I think, I think this is probably a good starting point for talking about overcoming some of those challenges. And we'll talk about the, the positive spin of it here shortly. But, you know, I was thinking, okay, if I was talking to somebody and they're just now having their third kid and they're probably going to have a lot more kids because they're they're just really open to the idea of having a much larger family. So, you know, number three comes and now they're thinking, Oh, hang on. What if we've got five or six or seven kids further down the road? They're just starting to think with that open, with that really open mind. If I was having that conversation with like my little brother or something like that, what, what would that look like? If you roll up and you're visiting and maybe it was unexpected or it's the party and you know, it's, it's, let's say it's a fall festival in somebody's backyard, that kind of thing. You know, what are some tactics that you can go up to the host and maybe not, maybe do it in a way so that people, I don't know, aren't talking about talking behind your back or aren't mm-hmm. going, oh, wow, here comes the, the Smiths and their crew and everybody take a deep breath. Hold on. You know, what can you do to quell some of that? So the first thing that I would say to somebody in that situation as they're thinking about that is, you know, say it out loud. Say it to the host, even if they're your really, really close friend. Go ahead and say out loud, hey, I know this can be a little overwhelming. So we're going to do what we can. We're going to make sure that you have a good time, that nobody steals the spotlight, that my kids are well behaved and all that. Um, But I think just throwing it out there really, you know, it makes it obvious. Clear the air. Right. You're clearing the air. You're saying, hey, we're not going to let this be awkward. And let's be honest. The first time that you do this, the second time, third time that you hang out with these smaller families, it's probably not going to hurt to do that, but you may not have to do that the fifth or sixth time because they know, hey, this is what it is. And we also know that the parents are aware of the situation. Sure. What do you yeah, think? Being preemptive in that. Yeah, no, I like it. I like being preemptive in that regard. Um, I would assume that in that situation, maybe they this could be a first or second time you've hung out with these folks. you know. So I get that for sure. Um, I think... Um, I think another thing that comes to my mind might be 
um, you know, uh, preparing your family on the way there for what to expect. What are we celebrating? What's happening? You know, if this is so-and-so's only, only child's first birthday, then we make sure that we have the right attitude to celebrate so-and-so's birthday and that we're, you know, we're there for her and, right, right. you know, and just kind of give the kids in a playful, tactful manner uh, some expectations of how we want them to behave and what we're there to celebrate and, and kind of get them excited. Not in a, not like you can't do this, but here's what we're going to do in an enthusiastic, excited way. We're going to celebrate, you know, I'll use one of your kids' names. We're going to use, you know, Mary, it's Mary's birthday and we are there for Mary and we're going to be so excited for her, you know, and, and when, when it's time to do this, we're going to do it. When it's time to sing, we're going to be there. When we're having a cake and ice cream, we're going to wait our turns, you know, things like that. Right, so right. I think that's good too. But I like your idea as well, you know, being preemptive on the front end to, you know, just, just being really real with people and just being like, Hey, we are so glad that we're here. Thank you for inviting us. Um, uh, I hope you're ready for some, some, some chaos, but we're also going to, you know, bring some, uh, you know, some, I guess we'll say controlled chaos <laughs> to your life. As you controlled know, as it can what, be, right? That's the word we always, Catherine and I always say, beautiful chaos or managed chaos, you know, but it always ends with chaos, you know what I mean? Uh, in a loving, yeah, yeah. you know, playful manner. For sure, for sure. Um, so that's a good point, being preemptive with that. And you and I have talked, you know, anytime we talk about kids, how can we make this better? How can we do what, you know, whatever the situation may be, traveling with kids. You and I talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of that planning, a lot of that that prep on the front end, I think really does calm the situation once you're actually in the middle of it. So I talked yeah. about, you know, doing the preemptive stuff with the host. You have, you've got a great point doing the preemptive stuff with the kids, making the kids kind of hone in on, okay, this is, you know, Mary's day. This is Mary's time. Let's really just show her how much we love her. So they realize, you know, as, as in all things, and this is a great lesson to learn just as you you mature, um, you know, it's not about me. There are bigger things going on. There's a bigger situation. There's a bigger game, whatever it is. It's not about me. So doing some of that preemptive yeah. stuff with them is great. Yeah. Man, well, I, I think, go, go ahead. ahead, jump in. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I was just going to say from that point. So, you know, in my mind, I'm imagining going to somebody's birthday party, whether it's at their house or at the park or showbiz. Cause this is 1987 and people have parties at showbiz. Dude, you with me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. You kind of looked at me and I'm like, hang on. Is that reference too, too obscure? Showbiz no, I'm pizza. here. I'm listening. Right on. Yeah. No, right I, on. I remember. So if somebody does have a party at showbiz, they've jumped into a time I don't machine. Think anybody that, I don't think anybody that heard, heard you is with us, but I am. <laughs> That's all that matters. That's all that matters. As long as you're with me. No, but give I mean. Us a, it, hey, give us a, a current reference. Give us a, something we can go with. That, we uh, could go with Discovery Zone. If you remember Discovery Zone. All right. Yeah, <laughs> that's that might be 1989. No, no, we're talking Chuck E. Cheese's. We're talking does Chick Fil A. I'm sure Chick Fil A does some kind of birthday thing, don't they? For kids, that depends. Yeah, it depends on the local outfit, I guess. Sure, sure, they'd be smart too. But anyway, so it's almost with that presupposition that hey, you're going offsite. You're going to somebody else's party, somebody else's whatever, and that's fine if we're talking about a birthday party. Sure, that makes sense. But generally, when you're hanging out with somebody. 
it's probably just a, a, a thing, right? You're having somebody mm-hmm. over to watch a movie or, hey, we're not going to do anything. We're just going to watch the game this afternoon. Y'all want to come over. What does that look like? Right. Um, and, yeah. and really, in our case, and jump in on this, but in our case, I think when we spend time on our own turf, everything's a little bit more chill. And that's an opportunity for whoever that single person is or the smaller family or whatever to get to know your larger family in a context that's probably more comfortable for them because they can leave the chaos zone. They can leave that environment, Mm -hmm. you know, where the kids' rooms are trashed or there are little cups of water everywhere because we've got tons of kids and that's what kids do. You know, they can leave that and go back to their domicile where it's completely perfect. And because they've only got one kid, everything is in its right place. That's the way that we were anyway, when we just had Katie. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I do. Yeah. And we just, uh, uh, we just, you know, obviously this is a good time to talk about it because the Super Bowl just happened and everybody gets together for the Super Bowl. Um, and very naturally, kind of what we, like we talked about earlier, I was reluctant. Like I chose who I wanted to invite based on how many kids they had. But at the end of the day, I mean, so I'm guilty of that in a sense of, you know, I, how do you get to watch, how do you get to go do whatever it is that you're going to do that, you know, you're being, you're, you know, is it realistic for someone to invite you over to watch a movie? I mean, maybe, but you got to be the most incredible planners in the world <laughs> and have probably like a built-in romper room in the basement that has yeah. soundproof walls so you can actually and dead watch. Bolts. But do you, and <laughs> deadbolts, exactly. <laughs> You know, like uh, what my dad used to say, he wanted to do a Velcro room. And you would just, well, the walls would be one at the end of the Velcro, and then the kids <laughs> would wear a suit. He'd just literally just jump around, throw each other against the wall. That's amazing. Um, Until you yeah. can't get down. But I think that kind of going back to what you said, you, you know, if it's not a specified event, a birthday party, or um, you know, that, why is that the only thing coming to me? A quinceanera. <laughs> wow. boy. This is the international version. <laughs> um, you go, boy. So whatever it is, but it's just like, hey, we haven't seen the Osbournes in a long time. Let's let's invite them over. Um, I think you're kind of inviting them over knowing what you can and can't accomplish. And you're going to figure out a way to have, uh, you know, your time together as, you know, adults. But also, you want to provide an, uh, an atmosphere where your kids can interact with each other because they're just as good of friends as well. Um, so, I mean, is, is that where you were kind of where you were going with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, yeah. Especially the quinceanera. <laughs> Excellent pronunciation, yeah. by the way. Is that from oh, your uh, master's degree in Spanish? No, I think it's because I'm only a generation from Spain. Oh, true. My mom's maiden name was Menendez, believe it or not. Right, right. Yeah. Some of my uncles are, I think, uncles. You know, something like that came off the boat from Spain. Anyway, not Man. too far. No, yeah, we we could do a show on that sometime. We digress. Moving on. Um, You know, another thing that I would throw out. Again, I, uh, it, it's this perspective of if I'm having this conversation with my little brother, he's running into the big family issue. He's starting to think, okay, what does this look like if I'm hanging out with my buddies? They don't have any kids. or They've just got the one kid. Ease into it. You know, hanging out with somebody for the first time, if it's a smaller family and maybe you guys know each other from church or whatever, 
look for different ways to ease into it instead of just pulling everything together and saying, hey, it's going to be knocked down, drag out Saturday afternoon. Here's what we're doing. For instance, um, your daughter, Ava, Bobby, is the same age mm-hmm. as Katie Beth. Katie Beth mm-hmm. and Ava, when we were both living down there in Nashville, um, when my family lived down there, you still live in the area. Uh, when we were down there, Katie Beth and Ava were super tight. And for Katie Beth coming to Kentucky, that was like one of those relationships that she cried about and she was just super sad about for weeks and weeks and weeks after we moved back to Kentucky. Um, but they were tight. And I think age had a lot to do with it, but they're similar. They're super cute, blonde hair, blue eye cuties, all that stuff. Back to the big family thing. If some of your kids are already friends with their kids, let's say they've got one or two and the ages line up and interests line up, let them hang out one-on-one. So for instance, Bobby, if it was just you and Kat and Ava, and Ava was your your one kid, maybe Katie Beth can come over and hang out and do a play date. Or we can have Ava just come over and hang out. And granted, it would be chaos, but a kid's going to care a little bit less than an adult will. And let them kind of build some of that relationship. You know, at the very least, when you do eventually get the get all the families together, those guys will be tight and they won't be overwhelmed. They won't be stuck in sibling land because that's a whole nother can of worms right there is when you ask the oldest or when you ask one of the older children to help out, you know, at a social event, help out, hey, can you get so-and-so some more milk or whatever it is, right? Sure, yeah. But let them kind of build on that relationship. You know, that way you're easing into it. It's not just this, again, kind of walking in, taking over the party, overwhelming folks. Um, because if, if at least a couple of the kids already have a connection there, it just makes it a little bit more palatable. I love it. Yeah, no, that, and I, I think that that was something that we naturally lended to because the girls were so close. Um, you know, and it also, uh, you know, it, it also can alleviate, and I'll use the word chaos again, when one of yours and one of theirs is kind of off doing their thing because you've allowed them to get so close. Uh, you've kind of detracted from, you know, you take two kids out of the mix because they're like having a ball and doing their thing. Uh, it really, you know, kind of helps with the night or alleviates again the uh, the chaos that that can be happening. You know what I mean? Is, right. that, is that making sense? What yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. hey, in some of the uh, the show prep for this one, you had a couple other ideas. Let's dig into one more of yours. Um, and, and you pick. I mean, I'm looking at the notes right here, and you've got some great points. Let's dig into one more of yours. Let's talk about that for a second. Then let's go ahead and jump to kind of the recap. And again, almost the opportunities and the positive stuff of hanging out, even when it can be overwhelming. Let's talk about the positive stuff. But right now, um, just one more of those, you know, hurdles and how to clear it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, we can't, we may have talked about, I think maybe the answer is going to, that we've already talked about may apply to some of these, but one of the worries we have when we are going to another house or you know someone else's house that has less or less kids or may not you know may just be a, a married couple that uh, haven't haven't you know started a family in that sense yet. I worry about my kids destroying their house. Uh, how rowdy <laughs> are they going to be? How wild you know wild and rowdy and you know like a bunch of Tasmanian know, when devils. First, when we first got married, you know everybody talks about kid proofing a house. Um, you know, and obviously there's levels of kid proof. If there's levels of kid proof for one, there's levels of kid proof for two, and it kind of goes up and up. Eventually, you get to four plus, where we're talking about above average, and the whole house is kind of rubberized, if you will. You know, it's just people. You know, like I know I could invite you guys in and just be like, whatever, man. 
Anything, anything that anything that breaks is fine to be broken, and everything else can't be broken. You know, yep. <laughs> so yep. uh, so anyway, we worry about that on the other end of things, and and I think the answer to that could be uh, kind of going back to the answer of just pre- preparation and and uh, being preemptive, telling your kids one, hey, you know, we this is this is how we behave at someone else's home. Um, also, you know. You know, hopefully your friends know that you're bringing a, a, a brood over and they uh, are going to, you know, amp up their patience a little bit. I would hope so. You sure. know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, I think on our end, you know, just uh, Catherine, my wife's really good about calming me. And I'm more of a worry wart with that stuff. Like, you know, they need to be quiet and they need to behave. And then she's like, no, they're kids. Let them be kids. And we have a good mix and a good balance. Yeah, of- I was going to say the balance is probably key there, right? Because – you're yeah. right. You know, you do want to share, hey, our kids are lively and they're energetic and they're fun. All those are positive things. But, you know, mm-hmm. the, the again, the Tasmania devil, the tornado that rolls through somebody's house, that's not mm-hmm. necessarily the best thing in the world. So striking yeah. that balance is important. I'm with you. Yeah. The bowl on the china shop. It yeah. happens. It happens. And, you know, another part of that would be prepping your kids, going back to that a little bit. Hey, any mess that we make, we clean up. Even if right. we didn't make the mess and their kid made it to kind of show us their toys and all that, we help clean that up. Yeah. That's part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that on the other, on the receiving side of that, um, it's always cool to have that help, even though we typically will say, don't worry about it. But when they, when someone still goes through with it, it's like, oh, that was really great. You know, that was really nice. They get it. You know, they yeah. kind of get it. So yeah. that's definitely one of those, what comes around, goes around situations there. Sure. Absolutely. Hey, well, let's take this into, you know, the really positive direction. What are some opportunities? I want to hear from you. I've got a a couple in mind too, but I want to hear from you. What are some opportunities that you've got when you, when you know, Hey, the Earhart's are coming to the party. We're going to bring it. And here it is, whether you're hanging out. And again, I go back to kind of the, the two angles that we're going for here, single people, and by single, maybe I mean, you know, married without children or smaller families. What are some opportunities? And help me, there might be a better word than opportunity too, but some, some, I don't know, just ways to spread positive vibes, positive energy, any, anything like that when their hearts come to town. Yeah. The first thing that comes to mind, and I don't know if this was on your list as well, but, um, you know, to, to be able to not, be another form of birth control for the family you're going to, yeah. you know, for, 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 to not walk into their house and then walk out and then be like, well, we don't want, you know, we're not going to have another <laughs> kid. You know, that's a, that's a whole other reason why we don't want that. You right. know? Um, so I think that, uh, you know, it, it's, it is an opportunity when, when you go to a home or a friend's house to kind of shine and show, uh, just your pure joy for each other, your love for each other, how, whether, you know, whether you're in the chaos that you, that others can see that uh, you're trying to discipline, you're, you're trying to manage, uh, but you're also not, you know, a dictator. Um, you're enjoying the, the sparkiness and the enthusiasm of the kids and you enjoy how, how they're creative and wild, but you're also, um, you're also kind of looking and watching. So anyway, the, the people that have invited you know, uh, wow, this is this is cool. This is how th- I, I see the love here in this family. I see 
how much fun they have. I see how the siblings enjoy each other. And when things aren't as beautiful, I see the parents jump in and coach and teach and they're doing their best. And man, I, I could see, I could see myself having another kid or two. So I think that's an opportunity, you know, just to, to try to capitalize on just being a good example of a family that can love each other and live in the chaos and make it beautiful. Man, I, I, I can't add anything to that. That's wonderful. Yeah. I, that, uh, you know, literally my notes were, uh, love, fun, encouragement, you know, the way the siblings will encourage one another and help each other out and that kind of thing. Uh, but you nailed it. You nailed it. I, I would yeah, say one I, thing. If I had a mic, I'd throw it. I'd, throw, I'd drop the I'd mic. Dro- you would drop the but mic. That is the drop my, the mic moment of the night. That's because my mic is part of my headset. I, had, <laughs> I would have to take my headset off and throw my headset off. But you got it, dude. Boom chow. I mean, that's that's really it. You know, the, those elements right there. Um, the only thing, the only footnote that I could probably add though, is even though we're looking at the positive side there, you can't expect to encourage everybody. Hey, everybody should have a big family because let's be honest, not everybody should just like not everybody is supposed to have children. Not everybody's supposed to have big families. I think some people are called to it. And some people yep. are just, you know, naturally more gifted with that kind of thing. I'm not saying that I am, or I can't speak for you, but I'm not saying that I am. It just kind of happened. And here we are and we're making mm-hmm. the best of it. You know, uh, every, every day is a, uh, a fun, crazy challenge, but that's what it is, is the challenge for sure. And I think some people, uh, again, kind of going back to this audience, the you know, single people, smaller families, whatever you're going to be able to encourage some of them. And then other people will just naturally see, man, they love each other. They've got a great thing going on. And I'm quite happy being done at two kids or X, you know, whatever, whatever one kid or zero kids or whatever. And that's totally fine. You're not going to be able to win everybody over. Not that that's your goal of having a big family is to encourage everybody else to have a big family, but maybe encouraging people in general, you know, whether it's through just spreading that joy, spreading that love, spreading that fun around, you know, that that's, yeah. that's one thing that we are kind of called to as big families. I feel, uh, you know, just spreading that joy around. And that's something that, you know, when the party comes to town, we've got the opportunity to do. Yeah. Love it. Cool. Bobby, you got any final thoughts on all this? I think this was definitely a good topic to cover. Yeah, I think it was good. I think there's uh, there's always more to cover, but um, for this week, I think we we uh, we at least hit a triple, maybe a you know maybe a double, solid double using baseball analogies, solid, solid double, solid double, uh, triple, yeah. maybe even rounding for home, but maybe uh, I, I don't maybe. know. We might we might need a few more episodes to be able to judge that <laughs> one. Anyway, if you have listened this listened to us thus far, you are a saint and you are an amazing creature. We would love to hear from you. Uh, if, if you would like, you can have my personal cell phone. Actually, Bobby's personal cell phone number is 615. Oh, he's, he's grimacing at me. I probably shouldn't give out his cell phone number. Why don't you email us? I don't us? care. Text <laughs> me. Care. Uh, if you would like, if you would like to, you could email us, uh, at the above average show at gmail.com. Uh, we'll get all professional and fancy at our new fancy.com. We'll get there at some point, but right now our Gmail account works just fine. The above average show. Right? 
Yep. Spell it out. Spell it out. The above average show at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought. If you've got any tips, tricks, uh, any special guests that you would recommend, any topics that you'd like to hear us talk about, uh, any of that stuff, let us know. And that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to Above Average, the podcast for big families. We'll see you next time. Absolutely. See you later. Hey guys, it's Bobby here from the Above Average Show. I wanted to say a couple things about an ignorant statement I made, and ignorant in the sense of the actual term, we'll call it that I was just ignorant of the fact (laughs) that a quinceanera is more of a Latin American thing and not a European thing. And right now you're thinking, what is he talking about? Well, uh, in this show that you just listened to, you'll remember that I was kind of joking around or goofing off about different uh, events that a family might be celebrating, and I used quinceanera just as a joking, and it did pop into my head in a really weird way, but I used it, and then I also said that I am just a couple generations, my family is just a couple generations from Spain, which is true, and quinceanera is also a true event. But it's more of a Latin American thing, not a European thing. So I caught myself and I wanted to say sorry uh, to all of you geographical and cultural geniuses out there. Um, And uh, just forgive me for that. And I hope that that does it. See you later and listen to the show again. We'll see you around.